Okay, we're doing now letter 32, which is the final letter in this section. And in this letter, being as the final one, it connects to the first opening letter of this section. In both of them, the Rebbe opens up with blessings to the people in the first one for all the communities completing their annual learning of the Talmud. And in this letter, for all the communities organizing so well the charitable contributions for the land of Israel. Also, in both letters, we speak of the significance of prayer. And, of course, in this letter, we focus on charity and charity elicited by others, charity initiated by ourselves. So we're opening up here with tremendous blessings for all the people that donated money and especially for the organizers. And the Rebbe says that people that inspire others to do good, it's almost as if those good acts are considered their own because it's so, so important to inspire others to do good. But the people that did good, of course, it's also very, very valuable. And it says about charity, it says in Psalms, it's charity stands forever. And the word, the word charity and the word stands is in the feminine because this charity is the recipient of someone else's inspiration to, to give charity, which might imply a weaker charity, but still it stands forever because charity is very, very, very special to God. Because all of the acts of charity that we perform because of the generosity of our pure hearts endure in this world until the time of resurrection. And at that time, it's going to be manifest the divinity of the infinite light of God that's vested in this charity, that a glimmer of the very high transcendent level of God's energy, higher even than the world of being, a glimmer that comes down into our physical world, into these acts of charities, and will shine at the time of resurrection. Now, why is that light coming into our charity? Because light is like the soul that needs a vessel, that needs a body. As it says about God in Jeremiah, my word is like fire. So fire needs a wick to contain it. So we need here a vessel to contain God's light that's going to shine in this world by the resurrection. What is the proper vessel? Kindness, generosity of our heart. So when one gives and gives vitality to someone who has nothing and gives generously with a smile, with empathy, this is a vessel for God's infinite light. Because God's right arm is kindness. So just as kindness is God's right arm, when a man behaves in a fashion of kindness, this is containing God's energy from this source. And of course, it's not just God's right arm. It's really the entire body is included in the right arm. And that's why we say in our prayers, his garment is charity. I mean, not just his right arm. His whole garment that's garbing and screening the entire supernal body enabling humans will to receive the infinite revelations of God, that whole garment is charity. And that's why our sages say that charity is paid according to the kindness within it. So the more we not only do charity, but we do charity with our heart, the more it's going to contain those lights of God. And as it's written in Hosea, sow for yourself charity, reap according to the kindness. So why are we calling charity sowing and the reward reaping? Because just like a harvest is a manifestation of the seed that's hidden in the soil, so also with the charity and kindness that we perform in exile, it's hidden, it's concealed. Until the time of the resurrection, when the infinite light of God will vest itself and radiate in the physical world. So that's going to be the harvest 
and the harvest is as per the kindness with which we did those acts of charity. And this enormous level of God is coming and flowing down into our acts of charity, into those energies of kindness that we created. Because we know that in the highest world of being, God is one with the lights and the vessels even of that world. They're utterly fused with the infinite light of God. But how much more so then the infinite light of God that transcends this world. And that transcendent light is what comes down into our vessels of charity and kindness. And that's why we say his charity stands forever. Remember, we said it was feminine because we understand it's really a recipient. Not only is feminine because someone else is inspiring me to give, but feminine because I'm receiving a glimmer from this enormously powerful transcendent level of God that's going to shine in a revealed way at the time of the resurrection. But there's another verse in which we refer to charity in the masculine in Psalms. Charity shall go before him. Charity and go are both written in the masculine. So that's a different type of charity. That's a self-inspired charity. That's a charity when you pray to God. You arouse such love for God when you're reading the Shema prayer. You cleave to him and surrender your soul with the word echad as you complete the first verse of the Shema prayer. That says there's love for God with all your wealth. So you have such love for God, such surrender to God, that you want to give so much charity for God. That charity is so special because you initiated it through your love of God inspired by your prayer. And we know as water reflects the place, so the heart to heart. So our heart is going to be reflected, so to speak, by the heart of God above. And therefore, there's going to be a tremendous downward flow from the same transcendent light we discussed earlier. But now it's not only a glimmer of the light that's coming down. It's the inner core of that light is going to come down into these vessels created by this, so to speak, masculine, self-initiated charity that's therefore drawing down the very essence of this transcendent light, which will shine in this world by the time of the resurrection. And then the Rebbe concludes, but for everyone, for all those who donated generously, for those who have generous intentions or they're yet unrealized, for all those gods should give tremendous, tremendous blessings. 